Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to The Big Idea. I'm Michael Anderson. We've got a great show for you today. We have Lacey Langford from The Military Money Show. We hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by GEICO Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call Greg Mock of GEICO Local Office, 805-487-7847. And welcome to the program. We have Lacey Langford on the show today. She is the founder of the podcast, The Military Money Show. This is a show for everything you need to know about money, investing, and whether you're a service member, a military spouse, or a veteran, the Military Money Show is where you can get information about money. Lacey, thank you for being on the program today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I've really enjoyed your podcast and all of the wonderful work you're doing with money and this military genre. Um, and I, I, I think you're doing a fantastic job servicing some needs that are that are out there. Um, can you tell me about the background of this? When, when and where and how did the Military Money Show come about? Well, it kind of came about actually out of being a military spouse. So I grew up in the military. I served in the military. My husband served. and um, I, But I had this financial expertise. I had gone to school after I got out of the military and became an accredited financial counselor. If I can ever pass the test, I'll be a CFP. And I wanted to do this. I wanted to help people with their money. But my husband's career as an infantry officer made it so it was difficult for me to work for an advisor or for other people. So I just decided that I'm going to make a business that is PCS proof or moving proof that I could take with me every place that my husband got stationed. And so I kind of, that's the grassroots of how it started is me doing this business online. I created a website and um, started coaching people. And then it kind of flowed into another vehicle to help people is podcasting to share um, information about the latest that's going on in the military community with money, but also to talk with people that have had stories about military money or experts in different areas that can help people in the military community with making, saving, investing money wisely. When we talk about the military community as opposed to civilian population, what are some differences that you'll observe between the military community and civilians? What are some things you can share that are differences? The number one glaring is that most service members require security clearance to hold their job in the military. I think the Air Force, most of the Air Force and the Navy require a secret clearance to do their jobs. And part of holding a security clearance, one of what they call the adjudication for it, is that your finances have to be held to a certain standard. Because if not, then you could become a security risk to the United States. So, for example, if you have $300,000 worth of debt and you have a job where you're exposed to something that's secret or top secret, you might be tempted to give information or sell secrets to get that money to help you with your debt or increase your quality of life. And so you can't have a ton of debt. You can't have things in collections when you're in the military. So your finances um, are really linked to that security clearance. So that's why there's a need for the higher standard. And there's also um, the steady paycheck and the deployments and the, the constant transition are some other factors. I know a lot of times civilian jobs require you to move a lot, but in the military, you could be moving every, you know, six months, a year. And in the, those moving times, in between those, you could be deploying to the Middle East. 
You can be required to go to a school. So there's a lot of transitions that go along with military life that can impact your finances. You mentioned military life, and I know as far as military spouse, and you speak to military spouses as well, what are some of the complexities that emerge with being a military spouse in military life? Employment is the number one issue with um, military life, military spouses, and money, is that you know the military spouse, if they have a job, then they're, the person that's in the military decide, you know, figures out that they have to move they're either, you know, have to quit their job in order to move with their spouse or they're going to have to stay behind and until they can find a new job at the new duty location. And so that is um, a, a struggle for everybody in the military community because if your car payment is dependent on that second income, that's a major issue if you have to give up your job. And what happens a lot of times is they're staying behind. They're running two households because they have to keep that job in order to pay their bills. A major issue is this under and unemployment for military spouses, because you could have, you know, you could be a certified financial planner, but not able to find work because you're only going to be there for six months and end up working at um, the grocery store, checking people out. So you're kind of underemployed. So that's um, definitely an issue. We're talking with Lacey Langford. She has a podcast, The Military Money Show. You can find it on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. Lacey, tell us about some of the shows that you've had, and you've had a number of wonderful programs. You had How to Side Hustle with Philip Taylor. You had to make your retirement goals and numbers a reality, and a number of other great ones. Tell us about some of your favorites and some of the things you've gleaned from doing this podcast. Well, actually, right now, I've, I've started a series on military entrepreneurship because I think that that's... Um, you know, making money is really important when they have all these transitions and um, underemployment. So I'm doing a series on that. It just started um, last week. So my one was with Jen Pilcher. She is the CEO of Patriot Bootcamp, which is a program. It's three days of intensive entrepreneurship help for the military community. It's kind of the boot camp for entrepreneurship, and it's free. You have to kind of get yourself there. But um really showing people that there's resources out there to help them with their business and their finances. So that's one that I've really been enjoying. And the side hustle one was really awesome because that was like packed full of wonderful ways to make money thinking outside of the box. So anytime I can have a conversation with someone that, you know, has info that can help the military community, whether um, it's through money or just um, their quality of life, I think, is really powerful. It's the community I'm obviously very passionate about because it's like family to me, and it is family. Most of my family is in the military, so um, I really enjoy having those conversations to help people. Lacey, you were talking about side hustling, and I think that's a new term that a lot of people aren't familiar with, and it's essentially just taking on another job or a part-time job or uh, just finding a way to create some extra income. Can you share some ideas that that you've learned through talking with Philip Taylor and other folks about side hustling? Yes, I think it can be um, overwhelming sometimes or the fear of the unknown that stops people from going out and and taking action with, you know, making money on the side. But it can be really simple, something that you probably already know and do well that you can potentially make money at. So one is doing surveys. That's very easy. You can 
sit while you're watching your kids play on the playground and take a survey on your phone. You could, um, if you're really great at resume writing, you can go on places like Upwork and sign up and do resumes for people. Even um, voiceover work. Like if you have a great voice, people like me, other podcasters, they pay for people to say phrases or sentences or introductions. That's an amazing way. Uh, also like dog walking, babysitting, things that you can kind of work around your schedule, I think is really important and in your lifestyle. You don't want to get a side hustle that makes your life more stressful. You want something that, you know, you can work around and is going to give you that money that you need for whatever it is, either to get out of debt or it could also be for opportunities to save for a vacation or um, that a new thing that you want. So I think you can really look close to home sometimes, but then the online world is amazing to find opportunities. And even we talked about it on this episode with Philip Taylor about side hustle. And it was some advice I gave a service member one time that had kind of run out of options with money. And so I told him, I was like, you know, you might want to look at donating plasma which I was very nervous about because I don't want to tell somebody it's like, go give your blood. But I had this discussion with Philip about, um, is that a viable way to make side hustles? And we had a really good discussion on it. It's obviously, you know, you have to talk to your doctor, but so there are really a ton of ways for you to earn extra cash. That is really fascinating. And I, I do recall one thing you were talking about, Lacey, and I wanted to share this so we can kind of jump to this for a minute. You've done some great work on social media and on Facebook and this this tool of doing Facebook Live. Um, I've noticed you doing some fantastic interviews on Facebook Live. In particular, there was a month where you did 30 days in a row of going Facebook Live and trying to serve the military population with information and guests that could learn something from this show you were doing, Facebook Live, one every day. Tell our listeners about what you were doing there, why it's important, and and how it all worked out. Um, Yes, so I did for, May is Military Appreciation Month, so for the whole month of May, I did live with Lacey every day on Facebook, and I had conversations with a bunch of different people that had amazing ideas and thoughts on military and money, and I asked them the kind of the same set of questions each day, but for a different person, and I got different advice and perspectives on what they value about the military community, what they do to manage money that makes it easier on them, the best money advice they had ever received. I really want money in the military to be approachable. I feel like everybody has lessons learned when it comes to money. I don't care if you're Warren Buffett. Sometimes we make mistakes and nobody's perfect. And, you know, everybody starts somewhere when they're learning about money. And so I think having conversations and making it approachable for people is important. And it's also powerful to the individual to say, hey, like, I can do this. I can change my life with money. I don't have to be my past with money. I can make improvements. I can be better or I could totally change it. And I think doing the lives makes it so it's, it's definitely natural conversation. Yeah, it's more engaging as well to know that it's live. And if people pose a question and you're able to respond to it or ask the guests, they're kind of part of the show. And I think we'll see more and more of that. And you're on the front end of it. I certainly enjoyed seeing a number of them that you did live. And I think that's great. Let's talk about someone that's just starting out. Like maybe there's someone right now that's a military spouse that's listening And in Ventura County, we have a big naval population and a big military population here. 
what what is it that someone can do if they want to get started and they, they just say, you know, I, I don't think my finances are in great shape and I want to do better. Where w- would you direct them to start and what could they do to, to get going? First, I think mindset is really important for people to realize that you are not your past with money. So I see that a lot in my coaching. When people come in, they just don't believe or they're so beat up about their past. If they've, you know, had somebody that took money from them or they went into debt, you aren't your past. And those were mistakes and, you know, you're learning and you're moving forward. As long as you don't keep repeating those mistakes, I think is really important. So first to to kind of give yourself kindness and understanding that it's going to be a journey. There's going to be hiccups, but you just kind of get back at it when um, you fall off the wagon with money. But the second thing I would say is to start with free stuff. Start getting help. If you don't have that basic knowledge base about money, no big deal. You can get it, especially in the military. So I would say go to your local financial readiness office on your installation. They, um, for like the Navy, that would be Fleet and Family Services. They have free financial classes. So they have classes on home buying or car buying. They have financial counselors on military installations that you can go to 100% free, and they can help you create a budget and start the basic foundation of changing your financial life. And also, too, they're there to be a sounding board. You may have feel like you've got it all nailed down, but you may want a second opinion. And that's a great way to do it free is to go in and talk with one of these financial counselors and coaches to get their advice. But also, they may know resources based on your certain situation that can help you. So if you are trying to get out of debt, they can tell you free stuff that you can get on base to help you with your money. So I think that's really important is getting you know a cheerleading team or help in your your corner when you're starting off on your financial journey and just start the third thing would be um, to start being consistent start setting up your savings to be automatic set a schedule every friday to look over your money and work on getting yourself out of debt you won't make it a priority unless you schedule it and really make it a priority so that's really important is that can't kind of kick the can down the road anymore you have to kind of stare it in the face so get consistent and, and get um, automatic with things. We're talking with Lacey Langford. She has the podcast, The Military Money Show. She also does financial coaching. And Lacey, I know a lot of people talk about the importance of getting a hold of your debt, if you have debt, credit card debt or other debt. They also talk about the importance of tracking your expenses and how it's so important to just know where the money's going. A lot of us don't do a very good job of that. And another thing that people often don't talk about, and I want to ask you about this because you've talked about it on your podcast, is life insurance. And for, certainly for people in the military, you know, going into the military and getting out of the military, life insurance is, is kind of a, an important factor. How, how does that get handled? How do people address that? Well, when you join, you're automatically signed up for the SCLI or the Service Members Group Life Insurance and um, the max amount for $400,000. And that um, actually has just changed. So the premium has gone down a little bit. But part of what you pay for is the life insurance. But a dollar of that is for traumatic injury insurance that kind of gets combined. And you're going to pay for that every month. And that's really important to make sure. I mean, you're signed up for the max amount. I would definitely keep that. But also to be thinking if you need more, you know your situation, you might need a little bit more than what the military is paying for. So I, or not, not that they're paying for it, you're paying for it, but, um, but that they're offering. So there may be a situation where you have a special needs child or you have um, 
I don't know, maybe some other type of business where you need a lot more life insurance to cover you. So think about doing that before you get out because you'll be older when you get out of the military and life insurance premiums are going to go up as you have, you know, as you age. So you want to make sure that you are completely covered, but also you want to make sure that your spouse and your children are covered. And so you're offered the FSCLI, which is the family member service group life insurance. And that covers your spouse. The premium covers your spouse and your child. So it covers your spouse for $100,000 and it covers each of your dependent children for $10,000. And the premium really depends on your spouse's age. But um, that's definitely something that very low cost that you want to get because a lot of times people think, oh, okay, well, my spouse isn't working. I don't really need to sign up for the SSGLI. Well, yeah, you do because if something, heaven forbid, happened to your spouse, you would have childcare costs most likely you're going to be paying to replicate the things that your spouse was doing, and that's going to cost money. So you really want to look at your entire situation. And the same thing goes with your spouse. You don't want to wait till you're, you know, getting out of the military in 40 or 45 and, you know, need more life insurance. So you really kind of need to get a, a hold of your current situation. Our feature interview today is with Lacey Langford. She has the Military Money Show. It's a podcast. Lacey, where can people get more information if they want to connect with you online? LaceyLangford.com. That's Lacey with an E is a wonderful place to check or LaceyLangford.com forward slash podcast if you want to check out all the notes and the information about the Military Money Show. Lacey Langford is our guest. Thank you for being on today, Lacey. I appreciate you having me. This was awesome. Our feature interview was brought to you by Boyd & Associates, the largest family-owned security company in Southern California, established in 1967 for your home and business security needs. Visit BoydSecurity.com or call 805-650-3267. Well, let's talk community. We've got some wonderful things happening in Ventura County, and today we have Tom Spence in studio along with Spencer Norin. And we'll go to Spencer Norin first. Spencer, tell us about some exciting things happening in the world of comedy, in particular, improv comedy. I love improv comedy. I don't see it enough. Absolutely, Mike. I think it's a lost art that we have going on about being improv comedy. You know, we saw it with the stand-up shows, the gentleman who does the Price is Right on Blanket right now. Whose line is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway? Drew Carey was on TV with Wayne Brady, all those great guys. But do we get out and do we give enough respect to the guys who can think on the fly? Gary Best and the boys at Ventura Improv Comedy in downtown Ventura have been doing it for 30-plus years. They took a quick break, but they're back. They're back at the Namba Performing Arts Center here in Ventura, right? It's right across the street from Ventura Coast Brew on Oak Street, right? It's downtown Ventura bringing that vibe back and something that you want to do when you're having a nice night with your uh, special friend out in in the town. I remember watching the uh, Improv Comedy Live, and there's something exciting about it. I loved the show Whose Line Is It Anyway with Drew Carey. So many just quick-witted, hilarious moments. But when it's live and it's right in front of you and it's a small, intimate setting like that, boy, there's something really special about that. What would you say, Spence? That's a training ground for, like, Second City TV and the Groundlings in L.A. It is the most risky and rewarding comedy there is. And it's to be a part of it is very exciting. And to watch it from the audience's point of view is, uh, you know, it's a high wire act. You might see somebody stumble, but usually... These guys are veterans. They've done it a long time, and they come up with stuff for you. How did they do that? 
I had a friend. <laughs> you're right. I had a friend in, in high school. He was into the theater and things, and they trained him to be the lights guy. And he was the lights guy, and they said, hey, listen, you need to understand, you have the most important role in the whole theater right now because when you shut that light off, the bit's over. If you don't shut the light off, the bit keeps going. You need to find the joke. When it hits, you hit the light. And then we'll do a break and start over. And that was so neat. I never knew that. I never thought about that. You always talk about it, Spence, as well. It's always like, uh, what's the example you like to give about improv? Well, the thing with improv, it's, uh, it's a yes hand is one of the things. That's the first rule of improv. Hmm. So you never, ever disagree with a premise. So I say I come in and I am a, a plumber that is, you know, trying to learn how to juggle because he wants to join the circus. The person says, okay, this is what, you never stop the thought. And yes, and is the key thing mm. in improv comedy. And ask anybody. You say yes, and you go from here. And then that guy can't disagree. And that's the beauty of it. It's like I'm going with it, and I'm running no matter what that i love that because that's like a new mantra i have in life right a new motto mm -hmm. is every good memory and experience starts with yes yeah say yes mm -hmm. good things happens and the guys that with their improv are using that in the community as well with their workshops this isn't just come to the show every, every first Friday or in the middle of the month of the Rubicon Theater. This is actually having workshops in the community, right? Working with adults, maybe the elderly community, young people as well, but having workshops in the week and then bringing up those jobs that Mike was just talking about. Maybe it's lights. Maybe it's a young guy working to be a comedian in the future. But when you have improv and stand-up, I mean, with improv comedy, it's that easier buffer zone. Right, it's the introductionary level that I think is great that community needs. Let me let me talk about that for a second because you know nowadays screen time, your kids in there watching you know the computer playing games, social media, and there's not a lot of the soft skills, the social skills, the interpersonal skills. And when you think about improv comedy and performance oh art, this is what you're learning. You're learning how to roll with it and be good about it. So it's so nice to just observe that. Oh my gosh. But then also when you mentioned maybe a workshop or something like that, I'd love to have my kids learn the skill of talking to people, listening, see where it's going and keeping it going. I just met with Gary today, no joke about this, about getting it fired up again. And he's talking about kids and we're thinking kids are great too, but think about adults. You know, we think about getting these simple tools for kids, but we're still learning too. You know, I'm 39 years old, right? I still feel young at heart. I need other ways to expand myself. So Mike, I'm totally agreeing with you, but I think we don't have those social opportunities as adults anymore. We don't go out into the, to the, the social clubs. We don't go out and meet our friends at night. What do we do? We go out, we get in the car, we drive to dinner, we go to dinner, we sit in a two seat table, we get in our car, maybe we go get ice cream and then we go back home. Maybe we might not even talk to anybody, right? And that's supposed to be going out. That's socializing. That's not the way that it works. That's not the way that you build community friendships. And then at the same time, enhancing your communication skills, which the ultimately, what are we doing? We're enhancing our life, right? Quality of life is what we're looking to do. Comedy, laughing is a huge part of that. Spence always likes to talk about it's keeping the balloon in the air. Yeah, always keep it up in the air and always keep it going. And don't pull any tricks. You know, don't try to one-up. Don't go for the joke. But the other side of it, too, is what are you going to do? Toastmasters, which is great. Nothing against them. It's a yeah. wonderful organization. But if you have some nervousness about your speaking ability, 
join an improv class and be part of Great it. Great point. And it will, uh, it'll, it'll kick your butt right into it, too. You know, we did extemp and speech class uh, where they just threw a topic at you and you had to speak on it. And they do debate and they'd say, okay, we're doing gun control today. What side are you on? I said, well, I love gun control. And so you're arguing against it right now. And it flips the script on you. And that's what improv does. It keeps you on your toes, on your feet. And I love it for entertainment and also for life skills. And to get information about the Ventura Improv, the Ventura Improv Comedy, the best place to go. Find them on Facebook right now, uh, social media, definitely, and also through Namba, yes. There we go. Ventura Improv Comedy. That's going to be a lot of fun. Good topic. Namba. Nonprofit Spotlight. Each week, we like to highlight local nonprofit spotlights doing great work in our community. Today's Nonprofit Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. Well, today I want to talk about July 4th. That is coming up soon. Ventura College, the Rotary Club of Ventura, is having a firework extravaganza on July 4th, and that is at Ventura College. You can get tickets, and it is going to be a fantastic event. This year, in particular, it's going to be a huge finale. Last year, there was a little bit of a debacle with the team that ran it. This year is going to be really big. So that's going to be exciting. July 4th, Ventura College is hosting the fireworks show, and uh, it's going to be a picnic as well. Gates open at 5 p.m. The fireworks go at 9 p.m. And, of course, thank you to the Rotary Club of Ventura and the sponsors of this event for July 4th in Ventura. Another event that's coming up is the Economic Outlook Breakfast for the city of Ventura. That's happening on Thursday, June 27th at 7.30 a.m. It's going to be a great event. You can learn what's happening, where things are going, and if you want to participate in the discussion, for the economic development that's happening in Ventura. This is a great place to be a part of that discussion. That will be June 27th, 7.30 a.m. John Silva and John Patterson will be leading that discussion. It's going to be a great event. You can get a ticket. It will sell out. Also, in studio today, we have Spencer Noren talking about the Salsa Festival. Spencer, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. Thank you, sir. How are you? Doing fantastic. So, Spencer, what do you got for us? Well, Mike, uh, Oxnard... City of Oxnard put on a great salsa festival for 17 years, and I've been lucky enough this year to help promote the salsa festival and work with a local nonprofit called the Partnership for Safe Families and Communities of Ventura County. They work hand in hand with over dozens of other local agencies that help child abuse prevention. And this child abuse prevention council, this Cap C, is the one overall governing that works on getting information needs grant opportunities for these local nonprofits. So I'm excited about the Salsa Festival coming up. They do a good job getting local communities involved. They do uh, kind of like it's like a Dancing with the Stars, but Dancing for the Community Stars. And they've got seven local nonprofits this year they choose, and uh, the Partnership for Safe Families is one of them. And another thing we want to bring to you today is Sterling Hills Golf Course. If you're a fan of golfing, a recreational golfer, a weekend warrior, or an avid golfer, Sterling Hills Golf Course is a wonderful place to check out. It's in great condition, and it's a great value for a course that's a lot of fun. It's challenging but enjoyable. At the same time, you've got to check out Sterling Hills Golf Course nestled in Camarillo in the hillsides across from citrus groves and avocado trees. You'll find this 18-hole golf course that is just a lot of fun. Check out Sterling Hills Golf Course. You can find a special rate and a program online. Just go into Google and put in Sterling Hills Golf Course and you will not be disappointed. 
And that's all the time we have for today's show. Thanks for joining us on The Big Idea. Special thanks to the team at Boyd & Associates, the largest family-owned security company in Southern California, established in 1967. For your home and business security needs, visit boydsecurity.com or call 805-650-3267. Don't forget to find The Big Idea on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review. Thanks for listening. I'm Michael Anderson. That's Tom Spence and Spencer Noren. Have a wonderful week.